Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Have you guys ever felt alone? I mean, truly alone. I'm not talking about not knowing where to sit at lunch or just going through a day and feeling lonely while you're sitting at home with your family because you don't have a friend to hang out with. I mean, truly alone, like you're the only person. I felt this when I was in Northern Ireland this past summer. Uh, got on a plane alone, flew all the way to Northern Ireland, got off the plane, went through customs alone, sat and tried to find a bus alone. Like, I knew no one. Phone didn't work, can't talk to anyone, only American in the area. I felt alone. If you guys have been here the past couple weeks, you know that we've been talking through the life of David. And so now we're going to be talking about David and Goliath. And David, so at this point in time, David uh, was a, he was a shepherd, and he had seven brothers, three of them who were off it to war. And just like March preached to us last week, or Psalm 23, you kind of know that he's used to being out alone, out with the sheep, protecting those sheep. But most importantly, David knew what it meant to be alone. So to start us off, um, David's father asked David to take some supplies all the way to the front battle lines where he was going to be. And so it's kind of like if you guys play Fortnite, like you're taking bandages, some, some slurp, something, all the way to your, some ammo to your friends. For you guys that have no clue what that means, uh, so he's taking some cheese, some bread, and some grain, and he's taking it 15 miles, that's like from here to Freeman Hospital, in sandals, running, with like 50 pounds on his back. Like, when you're thinking of David, David's not just this little kid, he's an athlete. Like, running 15 miles in sandals with 50 pounds on your back, it's not easy. So, David knew, David, David was an athlete, he knew what he was doing. Uh, so David, through this experience of, of meeting him, like he's, he shows up right on the battle lines, and he just sees this nine-foot-nine giant standing out there and just yelling. He's just yelling out the Israelites, talking down about the Israelites. And, and through his reaction to this Israelite, he teaches us that every Christian, every Christian should stand up for God's people and live in God's power. So once we get into this, um, so so Goliath is just yelling out. He's just defying Israel, defying God, saying just say a bunch of slurs about God. And you go into verse 25 right here. It says, Now the Israelites have been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. David's not okay with this. He's not okay with, with Goliath talking bad about him. And you keep moving on. And so eventually... People are hearing him talk about this, and they start telling Saul, who's the king at this time. They start telling Saul, like, this, this guy, kid keeps yelling. And, and at, but before this point, David was Saul's armor bearer. So David's kind of familiar with, with, the, with Saul a little bit. And then you move on to, to verse 32, and it says, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And Saul's kind of like, this, this kid's, this, what is this teenager going to do? He's going to go fight this nine foot nine giant when we have all of our, our warriors out here? 
trying to fight him. It's like no, one, no one's wanting to fight. We're all just hiding in fear. And that's when you go on to verse 36. He says, Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. He's not okay with this. He's, he's not okay with this guy talking about it. It doesn't matter if David's like maybe 5'10 and this guy's 9'9. He's not okay with this and he's not going to let it keep on going. So if you think about it, like David is not letting, in that time, letting Goliath or the Philistines talk bad about the Israelites. If you compare that to our time, it's not, it's not the fact that we're talking about an army. Like, we're letting people talk down about the church. People keep talking about how the church isn't needed. Talking about how, what's, what, like, what's the point of the church? What's the point of God? Like, how do you know he's even real? Well, we need to, we need to step it up and defend that. Just like David, he wasn't okay with that. Um, so, like, do we do the same thing? Think, like, when all the other Israelites, besides David, are hearing this, they're running in fear, hiding in fear. Do we do the same thing when people start talking about our church? We need to, we need to think about this, and we need to fix this. Uh, so when we are the body of Christ that brings hope to the hurting, we're salvation to the people who are lost, and we stand for the justice among those who are opposed. Are we running in fear when people are talking down about the church? As the Philistines were cowering in fear in their trenches, they had forgotten who they are. They had forgotten the power of God that is backing them. And that same power is backing us, so there's no reason why we need to be cowering in fear when people are talking down about the church. The Bible says, not even the gates of hell can stand against us. David stood alone and defended what he knew he needed to do. He knew that they were talking down about, about the Israelites, and he was not okay with that, and he decided to stand up. Uh, David also shows in this time that living in God's power, you need to live in God's power even if it ha- means you have to do it alone. So if you go on, if we go on to verse 37, um, it says, The Lord who rescued me from the, from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. I'm not surprised that David killed Goliath. I'm not surprised. I mean, he's, he's done this a thousand times. He's, he's got the sling. He's done it a thousand times. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's like, it's like me and golf. I, I play golf. If I'm a few yards off the green, I'm going to hit the green. I mean, it, I just say I've done it a thousand times. It's not hard for me. It's just like, I mean, you got, first of all, we need to look at this. This is the size of the rock. We're not talking about a little pebble. Size between a baseball and a softball. And he's slinging that 90 miles per hour. It's not a tiny rock. If that hits him, he's dead. And even if he missed, do you know who the power of the God that is defending him? Guys, says, David says, goes up, and he's going up, and he knows he's not alone. Yes, he, I might have been saying he's alone. But guys, he is backed by the power of God. He says right here 
uh, verse 45, he says to him, says to Goliath, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Everyone thinks he's alone, but he's not alone, guys. And it says, all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword and spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Guys, you're not alone. We're not alone. Revelations 5.11 says, Then I looked and heard the voices of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands upon ten thousand. We're not alone. We're not. God is with us, and he has an army backing ten thousands upon ten thousand. There's a reason that that David could do this. He wasn't going to lose the fight. I mean, it's an easy shot for him. He's hit running lions. He's hit running bears in the head. He's got a giant standing still as he's running up. Because it says that, because Goliath has said to him, what are you going to do coming with six? He doesn't know that he has a sling. I don't know if, if David was hiding it or something, but Goliath doesn't see that. So he's just standing there. He's like, what is this kid going to do? It's just this little kid. And that's when David comes out with a sling. It's not, it's not a difficult shot. But if he did miss, he's got thousands upon thousands of angels protecting him. God knew, he, going into this, he knew that he's going to win the fight. Because God is on his side. So back to my story. There was a time I felt completely alone in Northern Ireland. I was just physically, I felt, I felt physically alone, didn't know anyone. Felt spiritually alone. Just felt like God, I didn't know if God was with me. I, because I, I didn't know anything. I, it was just in a place I've never been before, across the country. I didn't, I didn't cross overseas. Just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. And it was through this experience where uh, God really, really moved, and I felt, saw God move in ways that I've, I've never seen before. Uh, so we did this thing called a treasure hunt prayer. And I've talked to some people about it, but what this is is we get a group of people, we all got together, and we just... We just took some time to pray and ask God to give us visions. And so for me personally, I kind of started praying, asking God, God, give me a vision. I, I, want, to, I want to be able to tell people about your word. Who do you want me to speak to? And this vision just kept coming to mind, this, this guy sitting alone next to a tree. Didn't know if it was just me thinking or something. Kind of like, oh, this could be God. I don't know. I don't know if it's God or not, but, but I'm going I'm I'm to look for this guy. So we go through. Some other people had come, visions come to mind. I just word Pepsi Max kept coming to their mind. Uh, some people uh, just thinking of a girl with two boys sitting alone. And so we just kind of went through. We're going to go look for these people that day. And we go through this. We go to this, this forest. And I've never been in a place where I felt more alone than in that forest. And it was just, there's so much evil. It's where, it was a really rough place where 
kids from the community would go to do drugs and alcohol and just do a bunch of sinful things. And so I go in and I, I physically felt evil and just like, it just, it felt pressure in my chest and it just hurt to walk through it. So we just prayed over the land and stuff. And that's when we saw the kid drinking a Pepsi Max. Go up and approach this kid. This kid didn't even know what prayer was. He had no clue who God was. We were able to talk to him and, and get him plugged into a church. Go through our day. This, this little girl with two, two of her friends sitting there uh, just had a bunch of really hard things she was going through. She, was, she had a really rough family life. And she just, she was just so, it was so hard to get her to talk to us at first just because you could tell she was in so much pain. But then we finally got her to, to speak to us and, and got her plugged in with the church. And then we go on, and it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm about to go to bed, and some of my friends are like, come on, Levi, let's, let's go get some food real quick. Because I, I met some people when I was there. Like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. We're walking, and that's when I see Zed. He was, a, he was an exchange student. He's from China. He was studying abroad in Northern Ireland, and he's just sitting there under a tree. Like, this is him. This is him. I know that God gave me this vision. Go up to Zed, start speaking to him, and he had a different religion. He believed in some Chinese religion that um, involves reincarnation, and he was in so much pain. He, he first tells us, he's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just out here because my friends are in there partying. I'm like, well, well do you, um, you don't like that, do you? He's like, no, I, I party too much, and I'm, I'm done with it. And we were able to tell him about the love of Christ and about how powerful God is and how God is with us. And, and in those situations, I felt alone at times. I felt like I was just going through it. But it, it was through that experience that I knew God was behind me. I know God's with me. And he's got thousands of armies with me. And I don't have to worry about these. Romans 8.31 says, If God is for us, then who can be against us? Psalms 56, 11. And God I trust and I am not afraid. What can man do to me? Have you ever felt alone? Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you whenever you go. Back in the previous verse, it said, the Lord Almighty. In Hebrew, this translates, they use the word Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the God of hosts, uh, this, or the God of heavenly armies. Guys, we're backed by Jehovah Sabaoth. We're not alone. His name is Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of heavenly armies. And we are living in, when we are living in his power, we are not alone. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.